Greetings, ladies and metagents, and welcome to this finale of Humans Don't Make Good Familiars. If you are new to the series, there is a playlist listed down below. And as always, I hope that you enjoy. Chapter 89 Suma's Point of View It was only a single mate who arrived, but it was soon very clear why. Without a word, he launched three attacks. Larik intercepted two of them with his magic, but the third hit the column directly. Fire spells. Powerful ones. He was in tech mage. Lady Suba. Nori called out without looking away from the enemy. It seems this mage is a distance attacker. The plan is not going to work. You will need to attack him from the distance instead of providing me cover. I will protect the crest, but I am unable to do a distance attack in any... The enemy launched three more attacks. But, in an instant, Larik intercepted them all with several large pillars of vines. The vines burned down to the ground. He wouldn't be able to use that technique again. Now would be preferable, he insisted. Right, I called out and began my own spell. Flames, gather in my presence, form and shape into a bolt and pierce my enemies. My crimson bolt, dodge, Larik yelled. I launched myself upwards, cutting off the spell. As one of the mage's attacks blew the vines, I was perched on to splinters. Jake's point of view. Sir Sentinel, we are approaching the opposing team's crest, sir, Two said. Finally, I said. We, or I guess I, had been running for a while now and was getting tired. What's around the area? What do you mean? Is there any cover that we can use? We don't want to give them the chance to see us. That, uh... Maybe a mute point. Why? Because I'm looking one of them in the eyes now. Oh. I sighed and started slowing down. Why are you stopping? Two asked, confused. To come up with a new plan. I was going to try and use the element of surprise, but that's out of the question now. Okay. What do you have in mind? I thought for a moment, racking my brain for an idea. Two, you have illusion magic, right? Yes, uh, you know that already, he said. Could you make a double of us, or maybe some kind of illusion to hide our movements so that we can get closer for to the flag or crest thing, I asked. Two thought quietly for a moment. Perhaps, but for a spell that size, I can only do one, not both. Which one do you think would be best? Again, he was quiet. The doubles would be easier to maintain, but they would immediately know which one was which. They would be able to see them appear when I cast the spell. What if I give us some cover? It would need to shield us from all sides, Two said. Like some kind of dome or covered tunnel. No problem, I said confidently. I looked around for a nearby hill to create the tunnel in. There were several. I went to the closest one and began to use magic to carve out a hole large enough for both of us to enter and for him to cast a spell. Then we went inside. I cast a small fireball for some light then collapsed the entrance of the tunnel. I'll need a moment, Two said, and landed on the ground. He began his spell with a chant and by forming a magic circle. Nothing as it seems, light and shadow dance, mingle and fall at my command. Create what I desire to see, what I wish to feel, and what I long to hear. Real double. He finished his chant and slowly... Through the faded light of the fireball, I saw smoke-like magic shape itself into vaguely human and bird forms. The smoke changed colors in some areas, then started to solidify. 
by the end, I was looking myself in the eyes. End of chapter. Chapter 90. Jake's point of view. There he, I, was illuminated by the flickering final glow of my spell. On his shoulder was perched the identical copy of two as well, both perfect down to the freckle, metaphorically speaking. I don't actually have any freckles. Good work, I said, examining them. Let's hope uh, they do the job, two panted out. Was it that hard, I asked. Yes, but the real question is, will it be worth it? Only one way to find out, I said, and picked two up, putting him on my shoulder just like other copies. Ready? I believe so, but these copies will not last long, so we need to be quick, he instructed. I will control them and make them run the opposite direction of us, but that is still no guarantee of success. Let's make them run out of the cave at the same time as us. That way, they won't know which is which, and will have to split up to chase us, I suggested. Agreed. I started casting a spell to unseal the cave, but I needed to let the fire out at first. So we stood in darkness for just a moment before we all shot out of the tunnel. Now making the copies mimic our movements, Two said as he clung tightly to my shoulder, causing a bit of pain actually as his claws dug in. It seems to be working, their team is splitting up. He glanced at my shoulder and saw the copies running away from us quickly. Already a quarter of a mile away in the twenty or so seconds that we had left the cave. Can you see the crest? I asked. Yes. If we continue, uh, I move at this pace. We'll be there in, uh... Why are they doing that? Two said, confused. What are they doing? I asked. They are reforming, going back to the crest, he told them. Is something wrong with the spell? I asked, worried. No, the spell is fine. I have no answer for this. He sounded a bit worried, as I was. Okay, uh, we might need to change the plan. Why? If I'm right, they probably figured out our plan and decided just to wait for us and either run out of mana maintaining the spell, or figured that since both of us and the copies are heading for them, they could just wait for us to come to them, I explained. A wise strategy, two remarked, yeah. So let's give them a reason to meet us, I said. Two, will the copies automatically do what I do, or do you have to control them? I can give them specific commands, but otherwise they'll just mimic us. Good. Change the plan. We're gonna smoke them out. I don't understand. How? Have them mimic us, okay? I said. Two disbanded the copy's earlier commands and made them mimic us again, and I slowed down to a stop. So, Sentinel, what are we doing? You can Niamh sense mana or spells from the spa. Suma mentioned once that you guys could, but she didn't say from how far that worked. From this distance, I should take not. Uh, what spell did you- Oh... Two said as I pulled out several steel ball bearings from my pouch. I started the spell, and since we weren't in a rush, I did the slow but strong way. I wanted to make sure that they hit its target, and when I used the new way of picturing spells, sometimes it missed the mark a bit. Never by more than an inch, but from this distance, that would be bad. I started casting the spell, and two confirmed that the copies were doing the same. Then he looked over at the other team's crest. They are raising the barrier of some kind uh, around the crest. One made it of interlocked vines and large stones. I won't help them, I said, picturing the last of the spell. Railgun! 
That thunderous crack rattled out, and I saw an explosion in the distance. By the dragons! Do shouted, and flapped about trying to regain his balance. A bit of warning would have been appreciated, Sir Sentinel. Sorry, uh, I yelled with a ringing from the spell still firing in my ears. Did it work? Yes, I believe so. C- correction. Definitely so. Two of them are leaving that crest. One is staying behind, and one of the two that left are heading towards us. There was a moment of silence before he continued. Sir Sentinel, it seems that you have done some serious damage to that crest, but it wasn't destroyed. Do you have the ability to cast that spell again? You saw how long it takes. Do you think that we have the time? There was another moment of silence. No, uh, never mind. The mage will be here before you are ready to execute that spell again. All right then, I said, and resumed running towards their crest location. If we can get within range though, I said, picking up speed to meet the mage heading towards us. I can perform the smaller version of it. Sir Sentinel, I will distract the mage. You focus on getting within your spell's range, Do said, and spread his wings to catch the air and fly up. Jericho! I said, and summoned my armor. Speed is good. Not getting hit in the back by a spell that I didn't see coming is better. End of chapter. Chapter 91. Suma's point of view. Dodge! Larrick yelled. I launched myself upward, cutting off the spell, as one of the mage's attacks blew the vine I was perched on to splinters. Lady Suma, you must... Larrick was interrupted by an attack aimed at the crest. Once again... He blocked it, but the rock columns were still severely fractured. They probably couldn't withstand many more hits. Then our crest would be exposed. You must attack! I'm trying, I yelled back. Flames, gather to my presence. Form and shape into a bolt to pierce my enemies. Fly, crimson bolt! I'm finally was able to cast a spell and launched an attack of my own, which the enemy promptly dodged without much effort. Fly, crimson bolt! I yelled again and launched a second attack. This one was closer, but he still evaded it. Suddenly, a sound like thunder echoed in the distance. Our team had begun its own attack. Larrick, I shouted. I think that was Jake's attack. We don't need to win. What are you talking about? Another interception, but not a perfect one. Two of the attacks got through this time. Larrick couldn't catch as many now that he was nearly out of vines. Every one of the mage's attacks burns scores of them, and once destroyed... Narek can't use them again. Talking about, why don't we need to win? Narek finished, never breaking his gaze away from the mage. We just need to wait for Jake to finish. Then I can summon him back here and we can defeat this mage. I do not believe that we'll be able to do that, Lady Suba. At the very least, we won't have the crest long enough to try. Bye, Crimson Bolt. I launched another attack. This one clipped his wing. He was cinched, but still flying. I did it. I exclaimed out excitedly. Lady Suma, you rely too much on your familiar. We can do this without him. Just as he said that, the mage began a dive. He was aiming straight at the crest's columns. Fly, crimson! Before I could finish, Lauric's familiar suddenly appeared and attacked the mage with some kind of liquid from its mouth. It was camouflaged in a patch of grass, waiting for its moment. Ah! The mage cried out and started flapping wildly quickly losing altitude. He landed on the ground, still flapping and yelling. What was that spray? I asked, landing beside Larrick. A powerful liquid that causes those affected by it to see strange visions, he said as he watched the mage flap around on the ground. Get away! Get away! He yelled. 
Will you be okay? I asked, concerned. Yes. The visions will stop soon, but and if we heal him, they will be over even sooner. But we should restrain him first, somehow, Tarek stated. How will do it. You should try and replace the vines you lost, I suggested. Larik agreed and flew to the nearest bundle of them. I went over to the mage and restrained him with nature magic by engulfing his body in soil, then doing my best to solidify it. After that, I healed him, and he stopped screaming. What happened? The mage asked, finally settling down. You lost, Larik answered as he landed, having finished replacing the vines. The mage sighed. Ah, oh, well... Perhaps once my mind is fully cleared, I'll be able to try again. Truthfully, he did not seem as upset as I assumed that he was going to be. You are a strong opponent, Arik said. Thank you. But if that's what you think, I fear that I may not get my chance to try again. And why is that? I asked. Because I'm the only member of my team that wanted to attack. All of the others decided the best way to win was to guard the crest. So your whole team is still at your crest location? I asked. Indeed. Uh, your other teammate and Sentinel have no... He was cut off by another crack of thunder in the distance. This time, even louder. I flew up to try and get a better view, and what I saw made no sense. End of chapter. Chapter 92. Jake's point of view. Jericho! I said and summoned my armor. Speed is good. Not getting hit in the back by a spell I didn't see coming is better. Running to the crest wouldn't take long, despite how far away it was. All I needed to do was not get shot in the back or brunt on the way there. The other Niamma were too far away for me to see clearly, but I could see them in the rapidly closing distance. I have no idea how I'm going to fight them off long enough to crack at the tomb. My train of thought was derailed, as a bolt of lightning hit the ground next to me. It caught me off guard, and I tripped over my own feet, falling to the ground and skidding for a short distance. Once I realized what happened, I used magic to raise a boulder between myself and where I thought the shot had come from. Of course they shoot lightning, I mumbled. I looked back. Two were still distracting the mage. It looked like he was using illusions to distract him, then dodge any of the mage's attack. I used mana wrapping to lift up the boulder and carry it in front of me as cover as I ran. It was weighty and slowed me down a bit, but it was better than getting fried. Crack at a zoom! Another bolt of lightning hit the boulder, but it held, mostly. I noticed after the rock felt a bit lighter and heard the sounds of rubble hitting the ground as I ran. The bolt must have done some real damage to the front of the boulder. Crack at a zoom! A third bolt. Crack at the zoom! A fourth. The boulder was getting uncomfortably light. But I was almost there. Crack at the zoom! A boulder shattered, and its pieces shot off in every direction. Rather than raising another, I dove behind the top of one of the hills. Plan, 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 plan! I repeated to myself, desperately looking around. Can lightning be inverted? No, no, that's not how lightning works. Maybe if I use... No, no, that wouldn't work. Wait, 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 wait a second. I had a plan. Well, an idea, well, uh, a thought, inversion, wild, energy, magic, nature, death, death. There are those types of chaos, man. Lightning is energy. I have... I stopped thinking and started casting a spell. Not realizing it, I was talking out loud. Lightning is an electrostatic discharge during two electrically charged regions temporarily neutralizing themselves, causing the instantaneous release of energy. My eyes closed as I spoke, 
I started to hear the sound of birds chirping and the electric hum. I opened my eyes and saw a ball of electricity starting to form. Only one shot. I thought to myself, I need to make sure to hit. So, like the railgun spell, this one needed to be guided. Two electrically charged regions, I repeated. The first region would be the origin point of the spell. The other, the target. Soon the lightning was huge, the size of one of those old computers with the 90s, and it crackled and popped like it was alive. I really hope this doesn't kill anyone, I said, and popped up around my hiding spot, then shot off the spell. Lightning bolt! In a blindingly bright flash, the lightning tore through the air and branched out in a dozen different directions, the root of the burrowing into soil. I wish I could describe in more detail what it sounded like, but the ringing in my ears was too loud. In fact, I didn't hear much of anything for the next few months. I dropped to the ground, clutching my ears in pain. It looked at my hands, now covered in streams of blood. Either from the spell or my ears, I couldn't tell. My vision was blurred from the flash. Everything was just a haze for a while. I stumbled towards the other team's crest as best I could manage, occasionally stopping to vomit from the dizziness that came and went in waves. By the time I made it the rest of the way up the hill and to the crest, I saw that it had already been destroyed. It was just a half meter and shattered pile of metal on the ground. I looked around, trying to find someone, anyone, to figure out what happened. I couldn't hear anything, but my eyes went back to normal after a while. I tried calling out, but couldn't hear my own voice. Just that constant ringing. I stumbled across a Niyama eventually, not two. Another one, probably the one of the other team. They were lying on the ground, occasionally twitching. I took off a piece of my arm and summoned a couple of Dulja, then used my arm as healing runes to fix us both up. After a minute, my hearing came back, and Suma showed up. End of chapter. Chapter 93. Suma's point of view. Indeed, your other teammate and Sentinel have no... He was cut off by another crack of thunder in the distance, this time even louder. I flew up to try and get a better view, and what I saw made no sense. It looked like a lightning bolt, but it was impossibly large, and lasted longer than any I had ever seen before. It hung in the air, light pouring off and pulsating as it slowly shrunk down, like a tree's branch had been lit on fire, then plastered in the sky. Larek, I'm going to go check on Jake, I called out and then flew off. I heard him try to call out to me, saying that I should stay, but I ignored him. Jake, Jake, can you hear me? I tried to contact him over our private connection. There was no answer, so I used my Ahan spell and flew as quickly as I could manage. It only took a short time for me to arrive and see the devastation. There were scorch marks everywhere. Patches of grass were still on fire. Several Niema were unconscious, maybe dead. And the lingering spell of lightning storm was still thick in the air. I came to look for Jake, but I couldn't just leave the Niema. I dove down and started heeding everyone I saw. Three in total. One of which was two from our team, and the others were from the opposing team. Once they were healed... I started looking for Jake again. I would have asked too which way he went, but two did not wake up. However, he was alive. They all were actually, but scorched just as badly as the surroundings. 
Their feathers were burned. Some now had bald patches where their feathers, and in some cases skinned, had been blown off. Flying away from them, I saw more Niamh start to arrive, the instructors and military officials, as well as additional healers. Finally, I found him. Jake! I cried out and landed beside him. He had taken off parts of his armor and wrapped it around the severely injured Niemer. The healing runes were on as well. Suma, Jake said once he saw me. I, 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 I think I overdid it. Jake's point of view. Sentinel, Lady Suma, are you injured? The Major asked us after finally arriving. In the last few minutes, several Niemer had arrived and begun treating the one I'd wrapped up in my armor. They said I saved her and that the ruins kept her alive. It wasn't as comforting as they had probably intended it to be. I was the one who did that to her, after all. I'm fine, sir, and I've already healed your sentinel, Suma answered. Sir, uh, sentinel, did you just cause this, um, was that your spell we saw? The major asked. Yes, sir. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean for this to happen. It was too strong for a... He cut me off. Fantastic! The spell is incredible. Truly, Sir Jake. Welcome to the Wyverns. What? You're happy? I, I assumed that you'd want to, to like, um, uh, kick me out of the army or, or, or something. I said, bewildered. Do not confuse my words, Sir Sentinel. There will be consequences for using a spell of this magnitude in a test. But this only cements what we already knew. That you are an asset. We need your strength, Sir Sentinel. Both you and Lady Suma will have a place in the Wyvern's Brigade. Sarah, uh, I don't, don't deserve that, I answered. I, I, I hurt so many people, I, I thought I could control it, but... Sentinel, this is a war. You will kill, you will hurt, and you may die. Don't regret fighting. Regret having not stood for what was worth fighting for. You have heard of the Southern Union, but they do how they are. Our country, no. Our world needs your strength, the Major said. I looked over to Suma. She nodded in agreement. He's right, Jake. Uh, I do not, she sighed. I do not want to hurt anyone any more than you do. But this is war. It will happen eventually. I looked away. She was right, but it didn't make it feel any better. I want to apologize to everyone who was hurt today, uh, Can you help me do that? I asked the Major. He nodded his head. That would be possible. With that, we were each escorted off the field. Our team had officially won, and each of its members was granted a spot as a wyvern, as well as one of the Niamh from the other team who had impressed the judges. I spent the next day visiting the Niamh who was hurt by my spell. Two of them were mad. One said there was a risk that he knew might happen, and that he didn't hold it against me. And the others didn't even know that it was me in the first place. Two, the member of my team who had gone with me, was caught in the blast, was annoyed, but understood that what I did got him a spot on the team. So he let it go. The Niamh who I hurt the worst, the one who, as it turns out, was the same Niamh who was shooting me with lightning, and who was the one I wrapped my armor in, was actually found it funny. She said that she got what she deserved shooting lightning at a familiar out of nowhere. She apparently had let others talk her into doing it, but she didn't want to herself originally. She thanked me for saving her, and I apologized again. After Sumer and I, as well as everyone else who passed the test, were released from camp and sent back to the city we came from, 
we were supposed to wait for assignment orders, then go to wherever the orders said to meet our team. They said that we should expect a notification within one week, so we needed to get ourselves ready before then. Suma sent me back home and spent a while traveling back to hers. I spoke to my mom. I told her that I'd passed the test, but left out how, and that our orders would be in soon. I explained that I might not be able to come around as much now. She was worried, but understood. Suma and I spent a week getting some upgrades and repairs made to my armor, ruins, and weapons from Seal and Selakar, both of whom were doing very well and happy to see us. Seal's business was doing better. Apparently a name raised his social rank, and now more people were ordering from him. Selakar had spent the last few months developing new Chaos Magic ruins for me, and was eager to apply them. Suma eventually went and saw her parents. I don't know how it went, but she seemed upset afterwards, so I had a feeling not well. Eventually, our orders arrived, and we were to meet our new team in a city called Antonella. It was one of the strongholds holding off the Southern Union forces from the island of Sangu. Suma said it would take her three days to travel there, and that she would see me then. With that, she sent me home and started the journey to our next adventure. End of chapter and end of book one. The algorithm reckons you should be watching this video next, and I recommend that you should be always watching my video. So, click, click, click. With energy! And yes, clicking that does help the channel. Thank you very much. I just want to give a quick thanks to the tier 5 patrons and channel members. Alithia, Barky, Fudic Yol, Cam Maxwell, Casper Onholtz, White Band 420, Lord Astrakal, Arcalian, and Oakfield.